0: Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio
1: Network. Paragon Paragon, 7 7, 7, studios, Studios.
0: I love that there are individuals such as yourself proliferating that are consultants that are independent. You're not attached to the Blue Cross system or the Cygna system or the Humana system or the United system. You're just brought in to be completely brutally honest of ways that you can be successful. If you don't follow these, you're you're probably going to have limited success. And I love that. I think that it's phenomenal. We just don't have enough of that in the industry. What are, when I talk to to leaders and thought leaders, what is your management style and, and how do you communicate? What sets you apart as a consultant? What are some of the things that you do and the way that you relate to practices, not just from your experience and in, in your book of business over the years, but what does uh, Juan Ortiz bring to the table that competitors don't, that other consultants don't?
1: First of all, I mean, I think one of the things that we, I do very good um, is that I try to get there and I try to, f- just connect with the provider and understand who they are as a person. A lot of these providers are not, you know, big executives. They don't understand the world of healthcare. So I dumb it down as possible. That is true. That's really true. I mean listen, they you don't know, understand. It's just they a doctor who's trying to manage their patient population. Yeah. I mean you go to school for right. X number of amount of and years. Turn and you, come out and and you turn a profit. And you don't even know how. You know, so turning a profit is a right. great idea, but how do you turn a profit, right? right. It's always how.
0: And if you if you're not involved in a network or, or some type of if you know if you're just an independent practitioner, you're eating what you kill. Exactly. You know, there, there's no check. I, I had so many people reaching out to me during the early part of pandemic, affiliated providers that, that I had relationships with, and they're saying, man, we're, we're about to go under. Yeah, We just had a couple of months where we had limited cash flow because people can't leave the house. They're under national lockdown. So you couldn't – basically, the no only way you could go see a doctor is if health. your life was in immediate jeopardy And mm-hmm. just two months. And I, and I thought, I'm like, man, some of these practices – you're clocking three, four, five million dollars a year. How can you be out of money in two months? It's that's just the way it it's is. Only been two months, <laughs> and that's why having consultants, people like yourself, is so important. Yeah. because you can help practices to be leaner and have better patient care models. And I, I just think that is phenomenal.
1: You know, the the thing about us is that when we go out to a practice, if it's a small practice, what we first do is we first let's find out what you're doing with your Medicare panel. That's mm. the one where the money's at. Right. I mean, commercial is great and cash patients yeah, are great, Medicare. but it's Medicare. Right. So what for example just the other day i was at a doctor's office he wants to sell his practice i said okay what's your uh what's your mra score what's your RAF score what's your mlr right. doesn't know doesn't understand right has never asked for it in 10 years so how do you know that your business is worth anything if
0: you're if you're a rat, well how do you know it's not a gold mine you're if you're exactly if you're turning you know 500k profit and your risk score is 1.05 mm-hmm. and i'm like and you're a medicare i'm like well you have you're probably really a one-three. Exactly. You get a value-based care contract, you're probably doubling your revenue, maybe, maybe two, two and a half Xing it. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Every don't I think know. everyone has an idea what their MLR is, just kind of a base understanding. <laughs> maybe it, but maybe in Nashville. Uh, well, in the <laughs> if the MLR is through the roof, then uh-huh. you have to be seeing it financially. You gotta be taking some type of hit. But yeah. I just think people don't understand that. There's so many, and especially when we get back into the rural practices, the, the densely urban populated practices where people have transportation issues and it's not easy to get to a pharmacy. There's so many understated risk scores. And I'm not talking about pump and dump schemes. I, I'm very, because I'm a risk adjustment guy. So I can't, you will never hear me say raise the risk score. Uh-huh. But you'll hear me say, how do we get an accurate risk score? Mm-hmm. I know that if you have a Medicare population, it's a rural area, it's an area that's a Latinx community, a black community. It's very probable that your risk score should be somewhere around one, two, one, three, one, four, maybe. It, and if your risk score is sub, is below one, then you're, you're not working. You're, you're not. You're not doing what you're you not. Need to not do. doing you're leaving a score, lot of opportunity sir. on the table.
1: And unfortunately, that's the situation right now. Listen, right. at the end of the day, I tell my team it's all about the patients. Even though we don't see them and we sure. don't actually manage them, but if we can help the doctor get the resources they need, and most of our resources, by the way, zero dollars to the doctor. Like we don't charge a consulting fee to work okay. with primary care doctors in the Medicare space. The reason why is that we have so many resources that are out there that they can use that want to pay us to connect them with those doctors so that's another thing that has made our business a little bit easier to deal with because people say well i have another guy that's asking me to pay him four thousand dollars a month and i don't even know what he does but i'm coming in and saying i'm going to show you how you can flip your business around make some money and then you pay me on the back end if you want to later on so one of the things that you know i could tell you is there's a lot of opportunity but no one is really paying attention to it so If the health plans, well, the MSOs, for example, that we work with, they're always looking to f- help these doctors, but doctors don't know how to use the tools right. you know, and the tools that they're given. So at this point, we're trying to figure out ways to say, okay, well, listen, look at technology, right? Rural areas, try to implement AI software for management in a rural nice. area. Forget about it, there's paper charts there. There's not There's not an understanding of how technology is gonna work. But ultimately with our business, we go in there and we bring that, we bring you up to speed. We bring you to 2023. And we show you what you can do in the next three to four or five years so you can boost your business and then maybe sell it for that, you know, two, three, four, five million dollars that you're looking
0: for. Oh, very nice. So are you are you mostly in Florida or are you national? Where, where are your clients? So, okay. we're ba- so
1: we're based out of Orlando, Florida, but right. obviously we work Florida, Texas, Tennessee, California. And we're about to move into New York here in the next couple of months with some uh, groups out there.
0: Oh, very nice. Now, are you from personally? Are you from Orlando? Are You from this area? Do yeah, you grow actually, up? You grow up here.
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm 40 years old here. I've been right. uh, living here since I was uh, seven years old. But we're oh, okay, more the Kissimmee area. Which I want to say this on your on your radio show, and all the Florida people will appreciate this. We all know where Disney World's at. It's in Kissimmee. It's not right. in Orlando. Everybody from outside says I'm going to Orlando to go to Disney. It's actually Kissimmee, Florida. Yeah, right? I'm
0: not. You know, I'm, not, I'm just going to be honest with you. Disney doesn't sponsor this show. I mean, it's. it's <laughs> Uh, coming to Epcot Center and to, to Magic Kingdom and all of that when I was 11 years old with yes. my parents was a fantastic experience. But it's not—it's not a lot of fun driving on I four. <laughs> it's really is right now. Years. every time I come down here. Um, i used to have some really good um friends that live down in that part of, okay. of the city i always get stuck in traffic but it it that traffic down there is pretty brutal it is day day and night so i i advise people if you're not going to disney world if if you're not going to be a party from there if you're not hanging out with goofy and, and mickey mouse and 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 donald duck and and the whole crew i would advise you to stay north of the city there's some plenty plenty of great restaurants and fantastic places to hang out in downtown Orlando. Downtown Orlando is very quiet and serene. I'm coming into to the office this morning at seven thirty. I'm like, man, it's very laid back. It's warm. It's really people nice. are out here jogging. I'm like, I'd rather be here than be down at Disney World. Usually, it's downtown. It's really 100%. cluttered and 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 uh, and and just it's hard to maneuver. But it's it's very easy to maneuver downtown Orlando. It's underrated. I haven't spent. I usually don't stay downtown when I come here, so it's, it's been pretty cool staying downtown the last few days. But it's great, being man. out, being out on I four, that's rough, man. I just, uh, it's a beautiful place, great place to go. Uh, but you're going to be spending a lot of time sitting in traffic.
1: Yeah, downtown. Listen, Orlando's growing up right now. We, um, our food scene is getting really, really nice. They have right good now. food here. Beautiful food, food here. here. It's uh, it's getting uh, to a I nice place. I had an amazing right steak last night. Oh my gosh! Amazing. And then I'm
0: not going to plug the place because they don't pay me. But I had an amazing <laughs> steak last night, uh, just <laughs> melted in your mouth. And and really, the last few times I've been to Orlando have had fantastic experiences. Right. Uh, just it's uh, it's a great place. Good. The weather very good. consistent. It's just a good place to go. And that's what we're glad to be on Love the radio doing the cast here in in Orlando. What was it like growing up here? Where tell us about yourself yeah. personally. I mean, I always try to humanize uh, the people that come on the show. Did you? Did you play sports growing up? Did yeah. you? What What are some of the things that you? That so, you did?
1: both parents are Dominican. Right. Uh, we're Dominican Republic. We uh, moved here. Uh, did you we, actually?
0: Were you born in DR? No, I was actually oh, okay. born in New
1: York, okay. uh, in Queens, New York. All right. And then uh, around Shout seven, seven years Queens. old, yeah, <laughs> parents uh, decided to move to Florida here, and we moved to Kissimmee. I thought you were going to
0: say the Bronx, man, because I don't go up to the Bronx. No, no, no. It's that's, Queens, that's, man. Like it's rule Queens. number. There are the three major rules of New York, and, and the third <laughs> don't one is don't, do not go to the Bronx, man. Okay. Under any circumstances, don't go – to the Bronx. If you got to go to Connecticut, you, get on the express train It doesn't stop in the Bronx. <laughs> just go all the way through up to Mount Vernon, New Rochelle, go directly to White Plains and get off that train. But don't be don't
1: be messing around in in Bronx, man. I'll tell you yeah, right you now, know, there's a bunch up. of Bronx people right now in Kissimmee, Florida. That's oh, a big area. Interesting. So you're but well, they got see, out of the Bronx, though. They I mean, got it's, out of the Bronx. Not like this
0: to the Bronx. Great people up there. It's just, it's just if you're not from New York, you are not a New Yorker, man. You don't be hanging don't out there. on on train, man. Hanging out on the train up in the Bronx, man. It's going to be different. That's the stuff you
1: envision. That's the stuff you ask someone right. when you get to New York if you've never been there. It's like, where do right. I not go? Right. I'm pretty sure. Spend my extra favorite. money
0: to stay downtown, man. Stay downtown. There, are police everywhere about the about the World Trade Center. You're you're very very safe. It's gonna be 400 bucks, but but it'll be a well spent 400 bucks. My advice. I go to New York a lot. It's funny. I almost took a job in Soho really? right before the pandemic hit, and it's funny. I was I was interviewing for a job in Soho. In, in like November of 2019 wow. and just couldn't come to terms financially. Um, and the pandemic started in late December and this thing, had, it was in the States. And had I taken that job, I would have been stuck in New York, in Soho, and you know, I would have been spending like 6,500 bucks for an apartment the size of this room. <laughs> And, and I would have been stuck there. I wouldn't have been able to go. So it's just the, the Lord works in mysterious ways. But I, sure I love is. New York, man. I love going up there. I don't think I could live there. I don't think I have the stomach and metal for it. But I, I love going to New York. It's, it's been three place. or four days up if you're there. just visiting, it feels like, you know. That's um, fantastic. So you're from Queens. You were yeah. born in Queens.
1: Born in Queens. you came down here. Moved down here. And then, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, both of my parents great parents my dad was a mechanic my mom was a homemaker for many years right. and uh you know worked a, a lot of my work ethic and stuff is just seeing my dad work right uh, integrity Dominican was always, culture
0: is always it's a it's a work culture it really, culture, is. It really a, is they they work really hard it's a west indian culture they it's teach you integrity a, yeah. and
1: ethics and everything right. early on in your life right. so i was blessed to have those things instilled in me at that time and and ultimately what happened was is i just grew up with this mentality but you know you live i was In a poverty situation, you know, my dad was a hardworking man, but we just, you know, we had what we needed, but never what we wanted to have. Right. And so ultimately, I I said to myself a long time ago, man, I remember being 12 years old and looking at a poster of a Porsche and, you know, in my room Mm. and saying one day I want to have that, you know, and so I want to. So I've always strived to work really hard and to to get out, you know, right from under. And, and, you know, I tell you that as I grew up here, I went to college. I uh, went to community college, and then, obviously, I dropped out of community college. Right. Mainly, the, my parents got se- separated at that point, and okay. I had to help my mom, you know, with the bills and so on. So, I left college. and said, I'll take a break. Still on that break right now. That's Never right. went back. And uh, But I decided to, you know, just hustle and, and work yeah. really, really hard. And I'll tell you right now, work ethic, you know, there's a lot of people that have nice pieces of, of diploma on their walls, but I figured out something. If you can outwork them, you'll always Absolutely. be better. I mean, um, it's just, it's a hustle game at this point. And you can't, and so that's you can't really
0: measure... A man or a woman, mm-hmm. in degrees or or even certificates. It's it's in my experience, and I have I have really good education. I went to one of the best um, business schools in the country. I think we were top twenty. Awesome. The year I got my MBA. Um, shout out to that? to the Miami University, a fantastic MBA program. And what I've learned, just being an executive and then being an entrepreneur and having my own business it's it's about the people that I that I kind of hitch my wagon to their star those are the people that are willing to work that's and it. I say all the time people ask me all the time one about this show and they say well hey how can I how can i can get a show up and, and stuff like I'm like I've been doing this show for eight years mm-hmm. grinding grinding live taped there, there are weekends. I've had deaths in the family. I've had to, to leave the country. I had to take my equipment with me outside of the country. You got to be there grinding. Yeah. And it's just what I've learned is the people that are willing to work until 2 in the morning. That's it. Or the people that are willing to get up at 4 in the morning and start yep. their day. I'm a night person, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to work late. I'm not, I'm not going to get up at 4 in the morning. I'm <laughs> not, not going to do that. That's just not who I am. But the, pill, the the people that are willing to work when everybody else is asleep. And are willing to put that extra time in, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. Whether uh, you're whether you're taking care of your body, whether you're whether you're family oriented, whether it's your job, it's the people that are willing to put that extra work in that I see universally going to be successful much more than if they have a degree, much more if they come from a certain family, a certain zip code. People that are willing to outwork the competition, uh, they're going to be successful. I mean, it's success that, doesn't that always manifest true, itself in a Porsche, but but they're going to be successful. What we're going to do is going to take one more break. I'm going to come back with one final segment. Um, With with Juan Ortiz We'll talk a little bit more about healthcare We'll be back with more of the Lance J Radio Network HealthCast After these messages Live from the Paragon 7 Studios You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network Paragon Paragon 7, 7 Studios For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Mo Squad. For those that's listening to this, Lance is a genius. He put a moving office in a G-fizzle, in a G-wagon. All my ballers, all my millionaires, all my trillionaires, all my entrepreneurs. Understand, this man went from hair to hear in a G-Fizzle and he put a moving digital studio right. inside of a G-Wagon James Lewis who believes in themselves, selves that's independent you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network it's electric made extraordinary ingenuity in motion it listens learns adapts and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay
1: it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G.